Next on BYU Sports Nation, we present our Black Friday Blue Light Special to get you set for a super Saturday at BYU Broadcasting. Best part, it's all free! BYU basketball in an NBA venue, plus football in Reno for the first time in 11 years. We'll preview the Cougars and Wolfpack with Nevada play-by-play voice Ryan Radke. Plus, before Kyle Van Noy, the football star, it was KVN, the baseball star? We'll discuss that with the All-American linebacker's father, Lane Van Noy. Let's go. And now, live on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio, it's BYU Sports Nation with your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Black Friday on BYU Sports Nation, and this is how we do it. This is how we do it. Yeah, that's my boy Montel. There will be no door door busting today, but there will be plenty of can't-miss specials. Get out of the way. I need a Blu-ray for $10 off. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the Springville, Utah Turkey Bowl MVP, Jerem Jordan. (laughs) Dude, I schooled those uh, 16- and 9-year-olds in the Turkey Bowl I played in. Catch the ball! Uh, I'm I'm only nine. I was organizing the defense. Hey, hey, you zone here. I got safety over the top. You're blitzing from the left. Yeah, it was great. What it happened? Great. To run run out ten yards and turn right. <laughs> I wish it was that simple, but you got, you got to take it to another level if you want to win. Hope y'all enjoy the most talked about meal of the year with a healthy dose of family and football, wherever and however you may be listening. Thanks for making BYU Sports Nation part of your Black Friday routine. I actually took care of my Black Friday shopping last night. Bought a new suit online, 50% off. Nice. Got uh, a new printer, saved 90 bucks. Jerem, what's uh, what's on your Black Friday shopping list, man? <laughs> Ain't nothing on my Black Friday shopping list. <laughs> I didn't get anything. Nothing. What, whatever. Halo 4? Halo 4? No. I didn't get, I didn't get anything. An Xbox honestly. One? No, I do own a PlayStation 3 just so I can watch Blu-ray, DVD, stream Netflix, and uh, play a little college football. Uh, I guess I have 12 every now and then. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with any of that. Jerem had a pick six, by the way. Led two TD drives at quarterback in his turkey bowl yesterday. That's worth a rise and shout, huh? Huh? We'll give Jerem a rise. Like I said, I own those teenagers. Do we still have a gobble? Maybe maybe we should give Jerem the rise and shout gobble. <laughs> yeah. Really? <laughs> Isn't that more appropriate? I don't know. You know who else played well on Thanksgiving? Ziggy Ansah. Two sacks yesterday, giving him four on the year. And now the Detroit Lions rookie is uh, an outside shot to win rookie of the year. boy, Zig. Yeah. Now he has a long weekend and uh, can enjoy a super Saturday of BYU sports on BYU broadcasting. Football is on the road. Men's basketball is going to play Utah State. In Energy Solutions Arena in Salt Lake, the women's basketball teams looking to go 6-0. and I tried to research how long it's been since they started 6-0. and I went to 92-93 and still couldn't find it. So it's been a long time since they've done that. Uh, not to mention the football game with Nevada tomorrow and countdown to kickoff and all that that I mentioned at the beginning. But yeah, yeah it's a Super Saturday. It starts with the genius of countdown to kickoff produced by the one and only Jerem Jordan. We'll try not to mess up the day. At 2 Eastern with countdown to kickoff. No, it'll be good. We'll be live in Reno and Provo. You'll be in Reno. You leave this afternoon. Making my first trip. The inaugural trip to Reno for, is, is that, can I say Might be that? the, well, it's not going to be a regular thing. How do you know? We don't play, we don't have a series with Nevada. That doesn't mean I can't go to Reno. You can go to Reno if you'd like. <laughs> Mesquite's a more viable option, but okay. Join our conversation today and on Super Saturday for that matter by tweeting at BYU Sports Nation. You can also comment on and like our Facebook page and weigh in on the poll question today, which is this. Which game are you most excited about this weekend? We've given you two options uh, on the poll question. You can mention women's hoops if you'd like. BYU at Nevada in football or BYU versus Utah State in basketball? Two big games tomorrow. Both. Can I say both? No. All right. I'm more excited for BYU-Utah State hoops, honestly. I think that's a huge game for the basketball team, whereas Nevada is a team that BYU should beat in football. But it's the last opportunity for... I guess not the last because of the bowl game, but it's it's got a, a juicy uh, underlying story that, given that Kyle Van Noy is is going up. one man, we'll one on city, yes. one game. <laughs> what does he need to get a, a a forced fumble and a blocked kick? Every stat, yeah, okay. Wouldn't be surprised to see him do it. Hey, tell us where you're tweeting from on Black Friday. The more specific, the better. 
For example, I'm, I'm hoping that someone tweets in, I'm standing in a checkout line at Walmart in Des Moines, Iowa. I just elbowed somebody to get my Blu-ray player. <laughs> Please don't. Please don't do that. <laughs> Please refrain. Ironically, it comes out, Black Friday brings out the worst in people after uh, we, get, we all give thanks on Thanksgiving. It's uh, it's an interesting dynamic. Friendly Friday reminder, you can always listen to BYU Sports Nation weekdays at noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain on BYURadio.org, the BYU Radio iOS app, Sirius XM Channel 143, and Dish Network Channel 980, our show on demand at BYURadio.org. Or you can catch the rebroadcast each day, 7 p.m. Eastern, on BYU Radio. Rise and shout, sports friends. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. Going home. Third down from the 15-yard line. Lee back to pass. Pressure comes and Van Noy gets him. What a career. Kyle Van Noy with an almost poetic end to the regular season of his senior year. Going home for a swan song in his hometown of Reno, Nevada. One of the greatest receivers to ever wear a BYU uniform. Some would argue the greatest. Cody Hoffman singing high praises for one of his best colleagues. I'd probably say the best defensive player to ever step on the field here at BYU. The stats show it, and it's just his overall playmaking ability and his hard work that he puts in. And He's diligent in the film room, and he always wants to be the best player on the field. Talk about leaving a legacy, and not just his numbers. And it's ridiculous that he's recorded a stat in every defensive category for two years and has a chance to do it in three years. I don't know if that's ever been done. But the clutch times and the overwhelming impact he had in prominent games is what I will always remember about Kyle Van Noy. He won games for BYU as a defender. Who does that? Kyle Van Noy. Yeah, he's amazing. He's amazing. And it's been so fun to watch his senior year, knowing that uh, when he came back, it was like, wow, why? This is great. That's what I thought. Uh, I was uh, privileged to be at Jimmer's homecoming game in Glens Falls, New York, a couple years ago. And that was a really cool experience. Basketball, a little more intimate, where you can be on the court and close to the fans and that kind of thing. But this is cool that Kyle gets this game. Now, BYU did not do this for Kyle. What happened was Norm Chow in Hawaii, they decided to cancel with BYU their long series. So then BYU needed to fill, and Nevada was nice enough to fill in this spot. This would have been at Hawaii this week, uh, which would have been nicer than at Nevada for the team. But, uh, and, and for you. Because you might have been in Hawaii instead of Nevada. <laughs> Chew on that for a second. No, Dave and Blaine would have been like, hey, Spencer, uh, I think uh, I think it's important that we, we make the trip down to Hawaii. Yeah. So that, then you would have been calling BYU-Utah State. Pick, uh, pick your poison. There. Right, yeah. Pick All your good. positive poison. But So th- so this is cool. This is the last regular season game for Kyle Van Noy in his hometown. We're very excited to talk to his dad, Lane, coming up in a bit. What's interesting is that when I first saw the Nevada game, I was like, oh, that's cool that BYU did that for Kyle. But really, it just it just kind of worked out. Basketball, you have thirty five to forty games. You can do this kind of thing, and and this was it, literally in Jimmer's small town of Glens Falls. Like Reno's has a pretty big population. You know, it's it's a little different, but it's cool. It's cool for Kyle Van Noy. Good for Kyle. Looking forward to watching him play. Topic two. Reno nine one one. Here's Nevada's coach Bruce Polian saying there is no doubt. BYU is going to try and run it and run it and run it some more. This is a matchup concern, quite honestly. You know, we haven't been great stopping a run, and this team's going to try and run it to win. So it's not going to be, uh, this is not going to be about uh, deception. I know we know that for sure. I mean, they're going to, they're going to come at us downhill. BYU is one of the best rushing teams in America. Uh, let, let me say that again. BYU is one of the best rushing teams. In America, 13th, and Nevada's coach Bruce Polian knows it. There's no secret that BYU wants to establish the run, and with Jamal Williams and Taysom Hill and Paul Asike and Algie Brown and Adam Hine, there is a force of running backs that will not be afraid of contact with the Wolfpack. There's only eight teams worse at rush defense in America than Nevada. Oh, man, this could be a big, big day statistically for BYU. Now, Coach Polian would continue on. BYU is a team with, uh, well, quite frankly, a lot of size. They are big across the board, uh, very big on the offensive line, uh, big on defense. They're skilled people. I mean, you're not going to see, 
you're not going to see a five nine five ten guy out there anywhere on the field like you would in the Mountain West. And wouldn't you know it, Coach Polian had to whip out the old card, and I do mean that literally. I saw a stat today uh, reading their game notes. I believe it was 70 or 72 of the players on their team have gone on missions. So uh, whether that mission's a year or two years, a guy who may be listed as a junior is uh, might be 21, 22, a senior might be 23 years old. I mean, this is an, this is an older football team. <laughs> Wisconsin and Notre Dame were like, man, we held off the old guy. Oh, we survived the maturity and the discipline. Oh. No, come on. Come on, that, man. That card's so old. What? <laughs> uh, by the way, do you think J.D. Falsa feels disrespected? Bruce Pullian said, they don't have a 5'9", 5'10", guy. He's 5'8". He's like, hey, what about me? I am out there. J.D. Falsa had a game against Notre Dame, too. What about that? Coach Polian, okay, look. I get that BYU has older players, but is that an advantage given why they are older? You're all invited, America. We discussed this earlier in the week. Each and every Division I football program, I invite you all to give your players the opportunity to go out and serve a two-year mission for whatever church they want to. Will you serve a two-year LDS mission trip? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I did. Honestly, I don't even want to talk about it. It's just a moot point, whatever. And it's funny that it comes up before the game. Normally, it's after, like, Rick Barnes, when you lose. Then it's like, oh, come on, dude. There are bigger issues at stake than age for BYU. They're out they, there working out every day, getting better at football. Oh, wait, no, they're not. Yeah. They're, things that we've talked about earlier this week. Red zone woes. 24 touchdowns for BYU and 51 trips inside the 20. 47% touchdown rate by far the lowest in the Bronco Mendenhall era. BYU has never been under 60% under Bronco Mendenhall. So what is happening? What is happening for BYU not to find success in the red zone? Well, it starts with the offensive line. We've talked a ton about that. And also... You just got to execute. You have to make plays. I'm reminded of BYU basketball in the last eight minutes against Wichita State. You just got to make shots. There's some strategic discussion that is bigger here, which is you don't have a tight end hugging the line. You don't have a fullback in very often. Sometimes you have two back sets, but you 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 spread it out. And if you're not able to just just go at it like that, then it doesn't work. For some reason, I just tweeted at BYU Cougars. I didn't even touch anything, and I just tweeted at BYU Cougars. <laughs> Random. Uh, I wonder did I if leave my computer open somewhere with something? I wonder if they'll tweet back at Jerem Jordan. Yeah, that was really weird. One that I brought it up and two that I did it. Hey, by the way, headed to Reno. I'm taking ideas for what I should do on Friday night. Not involving gambling. Okay? It's anything in Reno not involving gambling. I'm thinking right now a movie. Yes, by myself. I don't care. Also, what's the best place to eat in Reno, Nevada? We'll ask Nevada play-by-play specialist Ryan Radke his thoughts, as well as his take on the 4-7 and seven Wolfpack, what they need to do to try and pull off a big win against BYU on Senior Day. By the way, looked up a couple stats of note that you should watch. Uh, someone favorited my tweet. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> at, BYU, at, BYU Cougars. at BYU Cougars. Taysom Hill... Needs 453 passing yards. Thanks, BYU Sports Nation, for retweeting that. <laughs> that to become, uh, he, he would go over 3,000 yards passing for the season, and he already has 1,000 rushing. He would become just the second FBS quarterback ever to go 3,000 in a regular season. Ever. I don't feel intimidated at it, all. Exactly. And he shouldn't. 453 is a stretch, right? That'd be a career high. That'd be awesome. Um, let, let's say, so only Johnny Manziel has ever done that, by the way. Taysom needs 453 yards in the next two games to go 3,100. You know how many quarterbacks have done that in a season? 3,000 pass, 1,000 rush, ever. Maybe a handful? Seven. Wow. He'd become six. He'd become the seventh guy. Jordan Lynch is going to do it for the second time this year and become uh, the first guy to do it twice. Amazing. I have one word for you in regards to Taysom Hill. Sophomore. Topic three. A Beehive State bracket buster. Here we go. Five seconds. Carlinos for three. Off the front end, followed by Kusick. 
Oh, what a great moment. Dave McCann on the call on BYU TV as the BYU Cougars on the putback by senior Craig Cusick knocked off Utah State last year. Incredible scene and an incredible backstory to that given uh, that Craig Cusick's father, he had just found out, I believe, hours earlier that his father had been diagnosed with cancer. So uh, one of the best moments for the Cougars and their basketball team last year. Now we approach an in-state Saturday showdown between the undefeated Utah State Aggies, who are receiving votes, I believe, in both polls, and BYU's 5-2 and two, coming off a tough loss against number 12 Wichita State in the championship game of the CBA, or CBE Hall of Fame Classic. So... Two really good teams, very evenly matched, playing on a neutral court. Can you ask for much more? Oh, and it's an in-state rivalry. No, this is a big game. This is a really big game because this is for state dominance. This is for the state championship, if you will. And Utah State is 5-0. and They haven't played cupcakes. USC, Santa Barbara is decent, Mississippi State, and then at Weber State. Those are some decent games. BYU's played a tougher schedule, but this is a big matchup, and it's on a neutral court in Salt Lake. This is huge. They have one common opponent thus far, Weber State. BYU beat them 81-72 by 9. But that was, that was in Provo. Yep. And then Weber State won by 6 on the road. So essentially, even. Utah State beat Weber State Sorry, Utah in State Ogden. beat Weber State in Ogden. Yep. So th- this is big. And this is part of the biggest week of the year we've been talking about, where you had Texas, Wichita State on Monday and Tuesday. BYU split there. And then now you have Utah State. If you if you go one and two on this week, I, that's not good. If you go two and one, you add another good game to your resume. And uh, BYU has a couple on the horizon, but you don't want opportunities. You want wins. What a great opportunity for both teams to get a huge resume-building win when you look at the NCAA tournament and the selection committee. A lot of people will be paying attention to this game. Ken Palmer, I know for one, is uh, this is very high on his excitement list for the weekend of basketball. We do this every week, by the way. And uh, Aaron, I'm going to ask you to cue our, our, favorite, our favorite music. BYU Sports Nation asks, do you know the foe? We only have two opportunities left for uh, know the fall of football season, Jerem. Oh, we can do it for basketball, right? I guess we could bring it in. Started with the football. It's the start of the football. So how much do you know about the Nevada Wolfpack and where they're from, Reno, Nevada, other than it's the biggest little city in America? And who decided that, Jerem? Have we figured out who decided that? Was yeah, I'm, the- not, I'm not huge on self-proclaimed things. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm this. It's like, hey, other people should decide that if you really are that thing. <laughs> right? Yes. We ask each other random trivia questions about uh, the football schools or the schools that BYU will match up against, and it uh, can be pretty much anything you want. We'll, we usually start easy, but I'm going to start hard this week, Jerem. Before it was the University of Nevada, and they were in Reno, where were they located? Uh, Virgin, Virginia, Virgin City. I don't know. <laughs> Close. Elko. Nice. What's the origin of the word? Nevada. What does it mean? Oh, uh, lost wages. A Spanish word meaning snowclad. Snowclad. I, bl- I believe Nevada is uh, like to snow, right? Nevada, like covered, snow covered. How do you feel when I say Nevada? I feel like you're from back east. <laughs> okay, the football team. We know their nickname is the Wolf Pack, but how about the mascot? Oh! Alfie and Wolfie Jr. Very good. Nicely done. Uh, let's go. Let's go. True or false? Reno has the national has a national motorcycle museum. True. False. They have oh. a national automobile museum, <laughs> and they have a golden DeLorean there. <laughs> a golden DeLorean? Yeah. Awesome. Is there a picture of that somewhere? Yeah, on, on uh, Wikipedia. Okay. This, for the people, by the people. All right. The University of Nevada. Before they played in the Mountain West Conference, Jerem, which conference are they playing? Wiggity wiggity whack! Yeah, boy, had a boy. True or false? Nevada once belonged to the Northern California Athletic Conference. Uh, they're not in. They're not in <laughs> California. <laughs> I'm going to say true on that. True, because it makes no sense. That was their first conference a long time ago. <laughs> okay, Jerem. True or false? Nevada loves to be called. UNR or Nevada False. Reno. False. They don't like it. In fact, it's in the game notes. Do not call, call our team Nevada. Nevada Reno or UNR. It is Nevada. Within 10,000, what is the population oh, no. of Reno? 
I'm going to say 65,000. Whoa, way off. You're t- you're terrible. <laughs> 225,000. Believe it. Check those city limits. <laughs> 220,000. It's the biggest little city. Guess what? That's not a little city. I guess I should know that. It's market 112. It's got to be bigger than 65,000. Come on. Former newsman, you know that the market number. That is such numbers. a fail on my part. I'm disappointed. Hey, which game are you most excited about? BYU Sports Nation, BYU Nevada football, or BYU USU basketball? Coming up on BYU Sports Nation, we discuss more of Super Saturday. Get to your tweets, and we're talking with Nevada Reno play-by-play man Ryan Radke. This is BYU Sports Nation. We'll be back with more BYU Sports Nation right after this. This is Tyler Haas, and you are in BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Go Cougs! Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. Tyler Hawes and his team taking on Utah State tomorrow at Energy Solutions Arena in Salt Lake City. Neutral court showdown. We're calling it a late November bracket buster for both teams. You can follow myself at Spencer underscore Linton and my buddy Jerem Jordan at Jerem Jordan. Join the show's growing Twitter following at BYU Sports Nation. Give me the Super Saturday that you did in our uh, our discussion this morning, Jerem. Super Saturday! <laughs> I was hoping for an echo behind that. Hey, 2 p.m. Hey, Eastern. Hey. Countdown to kickoff starts. We'll get you ready live from Reno with Spencer Linton. And then in Provo, 4 p.m. Women's Hoops versus Arizona. BYU's undefeated. 6.30-ish BYU TV Sports postgame. Live from Reno and Provo again. And then 9 Eastern, huge men's basketball game against Utah State. Joining BYU Sports Nation right now, the voice of the Nevada Wolfpack, play-by-play specialist Ryan Radke. Ryan, Jeremy and I have been discussing different things that I can do on my first trip to Reno. So I'm going to ask you, what it, what should be on my must-do list in Reno? <laughs> uh, well, the snow hasn't really sort of fallen yet, so I guess the skiing is out. Uh, the golf <laughs> courses have closed. So you're kind of hitting us at a bad time to uh, to be honest with you. Oh sure. man, I mean, give me a minute to think about that. Okay, okay. How about a how yeah. about a, a place to eat? Is there is there a place I need to eat? Oh, I got a lot of places you can go eat. I would really recommend that you go downtown and you try what is known here as the awful awful burger. Awful awful, awful burger. Big. Yeah, it's awful big and it's awful good. Okay, it's a, nice. Uh, very large cheeseburger that is served on about a pound of French fries. Oh my good grief! And, uh, if you can take that down on your own, I'll be very impressed. But, uh, <laughs> I would highly recommend you you try it while you're in. Where room. do I get it? What's the name of the place? Go downtown to the Nugget. You can get it down there. The Nugget, awesome. Yeah, you're going to be scared when you walk in. But trust me, <laughs> All right, now that we've got the important things out of the way, BYU and Nevada face off uh, there in Reno. And I'm going to ask you first about uh, Cody Fajardo. He is a really, really good player, and a lot of people are comparing him to Colin Kaepernick. Uh, What do you think about Fajardo and uh, his style of play leading the Wolfpack? Well, I think he's got some elements of Kaepernick in his game. I wouldn't put him at quite that level, but certainly Cody is a dual-threat guy that this pistol offense really evolved around once Kaepernick got here. Uh, he's a guy that, you know, really the only knock on him during the course of his career is he's had some trouble staying healthy. And uh, we saw that this year when he went down early with a knee injury and uh, missed a couple of games. But, you know, he's back. He looks healthy now these last couple of weeks. He's run the read option very well. And, you know, when he first came back from that injury, he wasn't able to run the ball effectively because his knee just wasn't allowing it. But these last few weeks, we've seen that explosion again. And that's one of the reasons Nevada has had more success running the ball as a whole and why their offense has gotten better here in these last couple of games. A five-game win streak uh, was snapped, uh, I guess, two weeks ago against San Jose State. A nice uh, 22-point win against uh, David Fales and the Spartans. What's the attitude towards, uh, I guess, BYU coming to town for the first time in 11 years? Well, I think everybody understands what a monumental challenge it's going to be to, to take on BYU, but I think there is a sense of optimism because of how Nevada played in that San Jose State game. I mean, look, they weren't perfect, but everybody kind of wondered what we were going to see in that game because with the losing streak you talked about, uh, Nevada's eight-year bowl streak uh, officially came to an end. They had no possibility of the postseason. And so a lot of folks wondered, are we going to see a team that just comes out and mails it in and realizes the season is over, and yet they came out and put together probably 
their best game of the year in beating San Jose State. So I think people are optimistic that uh, Nevada still has a chance to finish this season strong, but they understand how good BYU is and what kind of effort it's going to take to knock off the Cougars. Kyle Van Noy, it's been well documented across BYU Sports Nation, and I'm sure you know this, Ryan Radke. He's he's a Reno guy, and yeah. uh, it's his homecoming. What do you know about Kyle, and, and did you know anything about him before he came to BYU? You know, I didn't know much about him because about the time he was finishing up uh, his high school career is about the time I got to Reno. So I wasn't real well acquainted with him uh, at that point. But uh, certainly you talk to uh, everybody around the town and they tell you the stories of what a terrific player he was uh, in high school. I know talking to the Nevada coaches this week, they know what a handful he is to deal with defensively. In fact, when I asked Brian Polian the other day what what stands out for you about Kyle Van Noy, his response immediately was, I wish he was playing for us. Uh, and, and, and everybody understands what kind of talent he is, what kind of future that he has ahead of him. And there's a lot of people excited to see him in Mackey Stadium on Saturday. I know that there's a lot of people that wish him well, but wish that maybe for a few hours on Saturday he didn't have his best game of his, his BYU <laughs> career. But there are a lot of folks that uh, are, are rooting for him and, and uh, can't wait to see what he's going to do beyond his college career. A wide receiver that sticks out to me uh, in the West, one of the best, is Brandon Wimberly. Kind of a guy that flies under the radar a little bit, but uh, tell us a little bit about what makes Brandon Wimberly so good. And he's, I can, you can compare him on paper to BYU's Cody Hoffman. He's that good. Yeah, you know, fly under the radar. That's a great way to describe Brandon because he doesn't talk a lot. He's not real flashy in anything that he does. He's not a speed demon who who beats guys deep and makes big explosive plays, 60, 70 yard catches. He's just a guy that is dependable. He goes across the middle. He has zero fear of getting hit. He's got great hands. Uh, he'll run whatever route you want him to run. Nevada's had a ton of success throwing fades to him in the end zone, which obviously you guys know is not an easy ball to complete. He goes up. It doesn't matter in, in what kind of traffic or whatever and comes down with the football. He's just been a really, really good, solid receiver over his time at, at Nevada and I know somebody asked me last night, do you think he's going to play on Sundays? I think he's going to get the opportunity. Uh, whether he gets drafted or not, I don't know, uh, because, you know, again, the numbers, the speed and things maybe don't jump out on paper. But somebody's going to give this kid an opportunity to play because he is tough. He's got great hands. He's everything that a coach would want in, in a wide receiver. And he's a guy that's going to be missed because he just goes about his business the right way. And he's been a fantastic team leader for Nevada this year, despite the fact he's a 60-year senior the coaching transition has probably been harder on him than anybody, uh, and yet he's been right there at the forefront leading the way for this team. So he's a guy that's going to be missed. He's had a fantastic career in silver and blue. Nevada play-by-play Ryan Radke is on BYU Sports Nation. Here's how similar these guys are. Uh, and it's funny that you described Wimberly that way. That's exactly how Hoffman is off uh, the yeah, field, by the way. I was way. just thinking, is he explaining Cody Hoffman? Quiet, reserved. The, the two of them, for their careers, a difference of five catches. That's it. <laughs> a difference of five catches. That's amazing. Uh, that's, I mean, and, and you know, that that's what you see with these guys. Everybody wants to see the guy that, that you know, catches the deep ball all the time and just blows people away with their, their speed or athleticism. But ask any quarterback, they'll tell you these guys are the valuable ones to have because you know you can throw the ball into a tight space. They're going to go get it. They're never going to give you the alligator arms. They're never scared. I mean, every quarterback loves to have receivers like this. Ryan Radke, play-by-play voice of the Nevada Wolfpack, joining BYU Sports Nation. Ryan, we talked about some similar receivers and dual-threat quarterbacks in Taysom Hill and, uh, of course, Cody Fajardo, but how similar are BYU and Nevada's offenses as a whole? Well, I think there's probably some similarities there. Uh, I think BYU, you know, I think they have more weapons, frankly, and I think the, the real difference probably comes in the offensive line. Nevada has for years uh, prided itself on having a terrific offensive line and being among the top 10 or 15 teams in the country in rushing. Uh, they haven't been able to do that this year, and that's really a function of what has been uh, a young and inexperienced as well as recently banged up uh, offensive line. They have not run the ball the way that they have wanted to for most of the year. Now, they did a very good job against San Jose State. They ran for over 300 yards. They're hoping some of that is going to be able to carry over uh, into the BYU game, although that BYU front is a lot different than, than what they saw against San Jose. But I think that's probably where the big difference is right now with these teams. But I think overall in terms of, of what they want to do, I mean, you know, like Taysom Hill, you're going to see Cody Fajardo take off uh, and run. Uh, I would say Cody's probably a little more advanced as a passer than, than Hill is based on what I've seen, although I think Hill has gotten a lot better uh, as the season has gone along. But there's definitely some similar concepts in, in what these two teams are going to do on Saturday.
Ryan, we appreciate the time and have a good call on the uh, Wolfpack Radio Network. Fellas, thanks for having me. My pleasure. You got to make sure that I tweet you a picture of the awful, awful burger. Please do that. I want to see the empty plate at the end. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Thanks, Ryan. All right, guys. Take care. All right. We move now. uh, As we transition, I ask you, which game are you most excited about this weekend? BYU at Nevada football or BYU basketball against Utah State basketball on a neutral court in Salt Lake City at Energy Solutions Arena? We have a, I have a chance to sit down and talk with Bronco Mendenhall every week one-on-one and uh, get some really insightful stuff uh, from the head coach of BYU's football team. And we call it Bronco Bites. We're going to go to the first one. And I wish all of you across BYU Sports Nation could have seen the look of sheer disappointment and yet determination as he was explaining to me what happened in that game. And uh, after, when I mentioned Notre Dame... This is kind of what he had to say. Two or three plays separates us from beating Wisconsin and beating Notre Dame. And execution in critical moments is the difference. And that's, um, we're close, um, but we didn't make those plays. And so that's the difference right now from us being in the top 25 and us being out of the top 25. You can hear the disappointment in his voice. And right after the interview got over, it it was... uh, I just kind of thought, you know, my biggest takeaway from that interview was when I mentioned Notre Dame, downright disappointment on Bronco's face. And so I felt like I needed to to tweet it out because um, I feel like that game uh, in South Bend was one that really, really stuck with Bronco. He said it took him a long time to get over it, and it was an emotional one. And um, I thought it was really telling when he said, you know, I've I've been close enough times in South Bend. I'm, I'm done being close in South Bend. Yeah, Bronco likes to uh, say that every game is important and matters the same, but this obviously tells you that that not all games are created equal. Notre Dame and Nevada, that's not the same, right? Utah and Middle Tennessee State, that's not the same, right? So, yeah, it's it's time to go win some of those. Nevada's not one of those games, but the bowl game might. The bowl game might be one of those games where it's, okay, let's end with a win and let's do well. But don't forget, the last time BYU went to Nevada, they lost in 2 They flew in the day of. They didn't do that. By the way, I, I know that BYU is flying in today. <laughs> They're not going to fly in day, day of tomorrow. So all should be well. I already got that going for him, right? Now, Bronco says we're, we're two or three plays away from beating Wisconsin, from beating Notre Dame, beating Utah. What has to happen? What plays have to be executed better? And I think uh, that really starts in the red zone. Bronco agrees. That was really the difference in the game. Um, even though our defense played well in the blue zone against Notre Dame, um, it turned into basically one touchdown that we gave up that Notre Dame didn't, and they kicked a field goal and we got one blocked. And so um, uh, we moved the ball well, we ran the ball strongly um, for yardage and yards per carry, but when we get down there we have to get touchdowns. And so um, I think it's the next step against good teams, good defenses on the road, you have to be very sharp execution-wise, and we weren't quite sharp enough. As tough as it is to see those losses and to, to go through those, especially as a head coach, when you feel like you've done everything you can to prepare and get ready and then you just don't execute, BYU, here's the good thing. BYU has learned what they need to do to get better. It has been It's very specific what the Cougars need to do to be a great football team. Why has it taken 11 games to figure that out? That's the million-dollar question, isn't it? It took 11 games, but at least they have their marching orders moving forward. Like, they know where the biggest issues are moving forward in the state of the program. That part's easy. To to ID what you're doing wrong, that's easy. To actually fix it, now that's the work. But to be that specific in what you need to do? I mean, and you look at the offensive... After Middle Tennessee, we knew there were red zone issues. After Utah, we knew there were red zone issues. Yes, the issues are there. But now, what I, my point being, they know the specifics within the red. It's not just that the red zone is an issue. It's I. He is telling me they know what they need to do to get better specifically. He didn't elaborate on that, but he says they have pinpointed things. Pinpoint. So he didn't elaborate yeah, on that. Yeah, after 11 games, you sure have a lot of volume to do that. You know what I mean? Hey, how about creating... The, the problem for the opposing defenses. You know what problem? You know what we've done? We've made it so other teams don't know what to do against us. They haven't pinpointed that. It, it, and that's why BYU 7 and 4 and not 9 and 2 at this point. Year two of Robert and I next year. 
Okay, let's let's look at the year one to year two transition. The first time he was here, what happened? BYU had a great defense and continued to be good on offense. <laughs> that 05 offense was really good. They were a top 10 scoring offense, uh, total offense. They were tremendous. They were 6-6 six and six because they didn't have as good a defense. So 06, they brought the defense, and boom goes the dynamite. They go 11-2. and two. I think that Robert and I is a good offensive coordinator. I think that uh, this year, BYU, like Bronco said, is a few plays away in a couple of important games. BYU looking for win number 8 against Nevada. Bronco Mendenhall says their style of offense, as we heard from Ryan Radke, and as I just asked Ryan Radke, is very familiar to BYU. Their offense looks a lot like our offense, similar style. I'd probably say 80% of their offense is identical to ours. And so we're playing an up-tempo, active quarterback, run-deciding run and run-decision-making scheme um, with big receivers, um, similar to Cody, they throw the ball to. Oh, my producer Ben Bagley just said, let it go, Spencer, but I can't. I just said familiars to BYU. Familiars. And Jerem Jordan that's, laughed that's out loud. Needs. He laughed. <laughs> okay. Nevada in the pistol. A Look, they're a dangerous offense when they want to be, and at sometimes they, wait, look, what? they look absolutely dreadful. Hold, wait, hold on. I'm going to challenge what you just said. Okay, they they have I have watched game film on Nevada. They look really <laughs> sharp at times. They can look really good because Dude, they have anyone a, can look sharp at times. Come on, really? Scoring any offense. team? Any Se- team can look good. Seventy fifth in the country. Total offense forty eighth. Okay, what's BYU's total offense? BYU's total offense is uh, what is it? Thirteenth in the country. Where are my statistics of the game? Yeah, notes? yeah, yeah. BYU's total BYU's offense. total offense, 14th in the country. Okay, 14th. Scoring offense is 54th. Okay. 31 again. Is Nevada that bad then? Are they that bad on offense? It's a trap! <laughs> <laughs> yes. The, I, here's the deal. The, it's about matchups. Fajardo, dual threat, that's tough. He, here, here's the deal. We say dual threat, right? That means 2.0. You're, you're good at both, run and pass. He actually is. He has 12 touchdowns passing, which isn't a lot, but only two picks, and he throws 67% completion rate. Now, that is dangerous stuff because what does that mean? He can move the chains with his legs or his arm because he is an efficient uh, player. You're right, though. They played a tough schedule. They played at UCLA, at Florida State, and then the Mountain West schedule. uh, You know, they've, they've struggled through that, but they can be dangerous. They're not a huge threat, though. My point is... Nevada is is not Idaho State, okay? Nevada is a much better team than Idaho State. <laughs> and they're not Boise State. They're not Texas. They're not Houston. They played they played Boise decently, didn't they? Didn't they? Uh they lost by seventeen. Okay, wow. That's my favorite number. And lastly, Bronco on Utah State and the rivalry that has now extended through twenty seventeen and twenty eighteen. It's good. Utah State's um done a nice job with their program. And it's good in state, and there are rivalries that should be maintained, and Utah State gets that. <laughs> Did you catch the shot at the University of Utah? Utah State is a good program. I believe what he said is they understand. Play, just play the bite again. All listen, of a sudden, it the, went to Utah. Listen for the shot at it's Utah. Good. Utah State's um, done a nice job with their program, and it's good in state, and there are rivalries that should be maintained, and Utah State gets that. <laughs> You're right. You should play Weber State. At- oh, wait, no. Come on. Keep the rivalries alive. we got a couple of years. But... Get over it. It's not going to happen. Okay, fine. Which game are you most excited about this weekend? BYU at Nevada or BYU basketball hosting Utah State? We'll discuss some of your tweets coming up. And we talk to Kyle Van Noy's dad, Lane Van Noy. Before Kyle was a football prodigy, he was a big-time baseball prospect. That and much more next on BYU Sports Nation. Stay with us. We'll have more BYU Sports Nation right after this. And now, back to more BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out on Black Friday in the BYU Broadcast Building. Blue Light Special Show previewing a Super Saturday. 2 p.m. countdown to kickoff. The mastermind, Jerem Jordan, in charge of that. Countdown to kickoff pregame show on BYU TV. It's live. I will be in Reno. My flight leaves in a few hours, making my first trip to the biggest little city in America. 
After countdown to kickoff, 4 p.m. Eastern women's basketball, undefeated, taken on Arizona. 6.30 BYU TV Sports football postgame from Reno with reaction. And men's basketball then at 9 p.m. Eastern against undefeated Utah State in Energy Solutions Arena. And that is why we call it a Super Saturday. The headline of Super Saturday and kicking off uh, is the fact that BYU will travel to Reno and the hometown of Kyle Van Noy. He's going home, and we welcome into the show now a guy who knows a thing or two about Kyle and uh, his upbringing, his father, Lane Van Noy. Lane, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Thank you. Glad to uh, join you. Lane, I, I've had a chance to talk to Kyle a few times, and he, he mentioned to me his love for baseball, and I know he's a Giants fan, and I didn't realize he was such a baseball star in high school and that it almost uh, prevented him from playing football. What was that like, uh, watching the multi-sports star? Oh, it was great. He, uh, I was uh, encouraging him to play baseball, and as he was looking at uh, football and baseball as two uh, future opportunities, he, uh, he put it on the uh, scale and figured, well, what's the fastest way I'm going to get paid to do this? And figured that it's, uh, <laughs> that it's football, not baseball, not wallow in the minors for uh, five or six years, but to uh, go directly to A-League. Lane, how good was was he? Could he have played Division One baseball? I think so. I think so. In fact, when he when he went to uh, BYU, I was <clears throat> dropping hints in his ear to uh, uh, check with Coach Law and see if he could uh, be the dual sport athlete like Kafusi. Now, Lane, I know that uh, Kyle. He, he mentioned to me also he had an arm injury, but he said before before his shoulder or his arm injury, he's thrown upwards of ninety miles an hour as a sophomore in high school. Boy, uh, not many people can do that. Uh, what, what were your thoughts on his just sheer ability to uh, to power the baseball? <laughs> well, I think his assessment of a 90-mile-per-hour fastball is a little generous as a sophomore, <laughs> 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 to be honest. But uh, he, he had it in uh, probably the mid to high 80s as a sophomore. And, and uh, you know, it's uh, it's all about the coaching and the abilities of the coaches at that level. And they did some things and uh, made him uh, practice in certain ways that affected his arm and, and probably uh, would have wouldn't have allowed him to pitch but he was you know he's got uh, got some speed he's got good eye hand coordination so he was playing short and center and could have played those positions just as well I have to be quite honest I'm not so sure I'd get very excited about watching uh, Kyle Van Noy take the mound and hurl an 85 mile an hour fastball at me as a high school athlete but yeah. uh, Lane as, as you get set to watch Kyle in the regular season finale this is kind of a swan song it's cool how that worked out for the BYU standout football player what are your emotions uh, as you watch his career come to to cl- uh, close at BYU? Well, it's uh, obviously sobering. We uh, <clears throat> have enjoyed the last four years and uh, watch him grow and progress and, and mature. And this last year, we've uh, made a, more of an effort to go to the away games as well, knowing that the end was in sight. And uh, as you uh, view that, that end, it, uh, it's a little bit of a, a melancholy approach, uh, as you would the end of high school or the end of college or in, uh, the end of any career. And uh, I think he looks, will look back at his uh, BYU career with, uh, with pride and, and fondness and know that it was, uh, was a great experience for him. We're talking to Kyle Van Noy's father, Lane, on BYU Sports Nation. Lane, uh, what kind of reception do you expect uh, for Kyle and how many tickets have you tried to get for family and friends? <laughs> Good question. Well... We bought 50 tickets. Uh, my brother-in-law bought 200 tickets, and uh, we're thinking uh, that the crowd is uh, is going to be a, a 50-50 split. With the holiday weekend, there's probably a lot of UNR fans that have uh, gone away and aren't aren't in town. So we'll we'll be rocking the house at Mackey Stadium just as uh, much as anybody else. So it's uh, it's been kind of uh, kind of hectic. Lane, how was uh, how was it as a parent when Kyle was deciding to come back or to go to the NFL last year? Can you walk us through that whole experience uh, of of going through that with Kyle? Sure. Well, as we uh, we chatted about it, it uh, you know we did the pros and cons, wrote it on a list. Um, my advice was to him is that there is no uh, wrong choice; it's just what is good, better or best for him at this point in his life. And uh, I feel he made the right decision. You know, we talked about, well, if you do, do decide to uh, 
uh, enter the draft, and you know we we would hope that you would make the commitment to us and to yourself that you would get your degree. We recognized how important that was, and so it's uh, it's turned out great. He's he's got his degree. He's uh, uh, finishing his college career. He was able to meet a uh, nice uh, young lady that he's getting serious with, and so it's 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 worked out perfect. In the in the book, the system that came out a couple months ago, there was a chapter that featured uh, featured Kyle, and the the part of that stuck out to me was the decision for him, despite the fact that uh, he had some issues initially in getting to BYU, that he stuck with it instead of going somewhere else. What was that process like uh, in going to the decision of yes, I'm going to have to essentially gray shirt a year, but I am going to stick to that commitment to BYU? Well, I think it's an indication of Kyle's uh, integrity. Um, Unbeknownst to, to us, he had already committed to to Bronco prior to the, uh, these uh, obstacles, um, and so he he's a man of his word and and said that well yeah even though there's a, a few stumbling block blocks some some delays I'm going to maintain my commitment to Coach Mendenhall and uh, continue in that direction. Lane Van Noy, Kyle Van Noy's father, joining BYU Sports Nation and. I have to ask this. I was thinking about this last night as I was driving uh, when I was uh, preparing for this interview, and and I want to know: was there a moment in his Pop Warner football days or in his junior high, high school days when you thought, "Wow, this this kid could do something really special and play at the next level"? <laughs> it's an interesting question. I've uh, been uh, in the parks and recreation field for 28 years, and and Kyle grew up as a parks and recreation brat, <laughs> and and. Uh, so I was constantly deluged with overzealous parents who thought their kid was uh, the next Bo Jackson. And so uh, with that in mind, I was always tempering my uh, assessment of, of Kyle. And, and I'm a realist and, and thought that, yeah, he, you know, by his, uh, um, you know, in middle school, I thought, yeah, he might have a, a nice high school career. And then by his sophomore year in high school, I said, yeah, he could probably play at the at, at the next level um, and have a nice college career. And then, you know, his sophomore year at BYU, it's like, um, well, maybe he's got an opportunity to play at the next level. Who knows? But more, my perspective has always been, <clears throat> you know, um, tempered and kind of a realistic uh, approach versus everyone telling, oh, Kyle's this, Kyle's that. He's, he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. And, you know, and, I, <laughs> and so I'd always temper it, but knowing – Full well that he would, uh, he had a ton of potential and um, is is going to have uh, a great career. Besides Kyle being an outstanding BYU football player and arguably one of the best linebackers in the history of the program, if not the best, what do you want people to know about Kyle as a person more than anything? Well, I think he's done a lot of good work in the community and, and has been uh, an example to to kids and gone into the schools and. You know, obviously, been a part of Thursday's Heroes and some of those types of things, and and uh, if uh, that memory uh, stands in the minds of the people in the community, not just as a football player, but as a uh, maybe a philanthropic approach to helping the community and helping kids in need, and and being a good example, and being you know that role model that uh, that some people need is is important. I would hope that they would remember that as well. Well, Lane, we appreciate the time and uh, have fun at the homecoming of Kyle Van Noy Saturday against Nevada. We're going to enjoy it. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Take care. Which game are you most excited about this weekend? Kyle Van Noy's homecoming trip back to Reno, Nevada, or BYU and Utah State basketball? Sound off at BYU Sports Nation and vote in our poll question at BYUTVSports.com. How about we go to at Laser Sheep? BYU versus USU is more exciting. Basketball is the only thing I can get my wife to watch working on her football hatred. <laughs> football hatred? That's harsh. Coming up, the Cougar Whip Around. Plus more of your tweets and today's Rise and Shout. This is a Black Friday edition of BYU Sports Nation. We'll be back with more BYU Sports Nation right after this. This is Taysom Hill, and you are listening to BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on B to the Y to the U Radio. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out, 
Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Women's basketball. 5-0. and BYU plays 1-5 Arizona tomorrow at 4 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Women's volleyball. The team off this week as they await their NCAA tournament fate Sunday night during the selection show live on ESPNU, 9.30 p.m. Eastern time. Cougars in the NFL. A 40-10 win for Ziggy Ansah's Lions against the Packers. And uh, Ziggy now has seven sacks on the year, four in the last two games, not to mention two forced fumbles, maybe rookie of the year. In fact, let's give him today's rise and shout for his performance. What, what the heck? <laughs> yeah, that is a proper rise and shout. Seven sacks on the year. Four in the last two games is, is worthy of a real Cougar growl. Don't forget Super Saturday. I know we've talked a lot about it, but if you like BYU sports, then uh, this is the Saturday for you. Football at Nevada. Get your set with Countdown to Kickoff starting at 2 p.m. Eastern on BYU TV. BYU women's basketball trying to stay undefeated against Arizona at 4 Eastern, and then we'll have the BYU TV Sports post-game show roughly around 6.30 Eastern when that Nevada game wraps up, and the nightcap BYU-Utah State basketball live from Salt Lake City, Utah. The Cougars and Aggies with a Beehive State bracket buster to end November. Let's give you the final poll results. Which game are you looking forward to the most tomorrow, BYU-Nevada or BYU-Utah State? The winner's Utah State at 62% men's hoops on the minds of BYU Sports Nation. We go to uh, Twitter now. Which game are you most excited about? As Jerem just mentioned, BYU women's basketball, naturally. BYU women's basketball versus Arizona. And uh, we mentioned 5-0 for the first time since 2002. Jerem, you went back to 92-93. You could not find a time they were 6-0. and Yeah, start of year. Very good. Good luck, ladies, against Arizona. I am going to prognosticate, predict a 6-0 and start for BYU, given uh, the fact that Arizona is not a great team. At DJ Neltz, he said, good thing the Cougars aren't flying in the day of the game, no? <laughs> yes. I will, never die. I, will, I will never die. Anytime you mention BYU-Nevada, guess what you're thinking about? Flying in the day of the game. I think about Kaepernick, too, because BYU, in 2010, BYU had this crazy string of playing NFL QBs. They played Jake Locker at Washington, Colin Kaepernick at Nevada, Christian Ponder at Florida State. BYU went 1-2 and in those games. They beat Washington. Okay, so BYU Sports Nation's Twitter account just sent out a picture of the awful, awful burger that Ryan Radke, play-by-play voice of Nevada, told me I needed to eat. He said, walk in downtown to the Nugget, you'll probably be afraid, but get over the fear, and then go try the awful, awful burger. It is ginormous, and apparently only $6.50. It's going to be tougher for you to eat that than it is for BYU to beat Nevada. Big thanks to our guests, Ryan Radke, Lane Van Noy, and everyone on our crew. Producer Ben Bagley, Senior Coordinating Producer Michael Miner, Station Manager Don Chaline, Production Assistant Dave Neely, and Engineer Aaron Evans. Be careful of the trap game against Nevada. It's a trap! No, it's not! <laughs> Check out our new BYU Sports Nation Facebook page for show links and much more. You can also listen to episodes of the show on demand at byuradio.org for Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton, and you have just listened to BYU Sports Nation. Class dismissed.